will take off. Are we ready? Somebody point to me when we're, when we're ready to go live. And make sure you tag my page, Sister Steph. You got me? I got you. All right. We're ready? Yes, no, we are. All right. I forgot I was on mute. Yes, sir, we're on. All right, wonderful. We are on live and we are uh, here tonight. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Voice Church Virtual Bible Study. Yes, yes, yes. I am lead servant at the Voice Church, Bishop Andrew Best, and I'm glad and grateful that you took the time to chime in. If you're uh, on a Zoom, we're glad that you're with us. If you're live, on the internet. We're glad that you're with us. I want everybody right now to get somebody else in this room. We're talking about Dominion tonight. And we, as the old folk will say, we fit to take a plunge. Amen. We're going we're gonna to give you some meat, some show enough meat tonight. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the lesson. And we are about to enter into <clears throat> Pastoral Appreciation Month. So um, I'm looking forward to my days of rest on Sunday. I won't essentially be preaching uh, for about a month on Sundays, but you're going to hear from me on Wednesday nights, and uh, I'll be teaching. Uh, I'll be teaching Bible study, but we've got some amazing preachers that are going to be sharing with us for the next month, and I want you all to be a part of what the Lord is doing. We'll talk about that at the end, but right now. Let's pray. Get your Bibles turned to Genesis chapter one. That's where we're going to start. Um, and uh, for those that I generally call on, get your Bibles ready. I'll be going to call some scripture tonight. And I want you to be able to grab it quickly and read it so that we can try to get through most of this lesson, if not all of this lesson tonight. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and we bless you for this amazing opportunity. We give you praise and glory. For all of those who are watching this live, even those who may watch the playback, Father, we pray tonight that you will be our special guest. We pray, Lord, that you will forgive us of every sin, words, and thoughts, and deeds, creating us a clean heart tonight, renewing us the right spirit. We humble ourselves before you. We know that you are the teacher. We are the conduits. We are the receivers, but you are the master teacher. So teach us, Holy Spirit, tonight what you would have the people of God to know and to learn so that we can become conformed into the image of Christ. We thank you tonight for this opportunity that we're all in different places and spaces, but we can come together at the same time to learn of your word. You said to take your yoke upon us and learn of you because your yoke is easy, your burdens, they are light. So we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the lesson tonight. We thank you for the revelation tonight. I thank you for open hearts tonight. And I thank you for transformation tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, I hope you're ready for the word. Got your Bibles out. And uh, let's go. Let's take a plunge. Let's take a dive 
Amen. God has something to say. We've been talking about dominion. We've been talking about dominion. It's a powerful, powerful subject. Uh, let's go to your Bible. Pastor Katina, read for me, please. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter one, verse number 26. Read that for me, please. Let's go. All right. Got to unmute. Got to unmute. Did you hear me? Pastor Katina, can you hear me? Okay. Genesis chapter one, verse 26, please. Yes, sir. Okay. King James says, and God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Amen. So, amen. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't finish. Creepeth upon. Oh, that was it. That was the end. That was the end. All right. Amplified of that same verse, Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says, then God said, let us father, son, Holy spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. Let them have complete authority with the fish of the sea, birds of the air, cattle over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. All right. If you're taking notes, take good notes. This lesson will be available to you. If you need to get it again, you probably will because it's going to be a lot in this lesson tonight. All right. Uh, we've been talking about dominion. I gave you an acrostic for dominion last week. Um, that acrostic was D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, -I -I -N, D standing for discover your source of dominion. O is for obtain knowledge on the effective use of your weapons. M was for maintain your relationship with the body of Christ. All these things are things that we need to be able to walk in dominion. The I, first I was identify your enemy. The second, the, the N was never stay unprepared or always be prepared. The second I was imbibe the spirit of praise, imbibe the spirit of praise. Um, the O is obey the Lord always. And the N, the second N was never share his glory. That word imbibe, for those who don't know what that word means, it means to drink or to guzzle or to swallow or to consume. All right. That's what that word means. And tonight we're going to talk about um, the mandate of dominion. The mandate. Dominion is a mandate. In other words, it's something that God told us to have. God said, let us make man and let them have dominion. That's what Genesis chapter one, verse number 26 says. God said, let us make man our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion. After our image, in our image, and after our likeness, in our image, and after our likeness. So this was the original mandate uh, that God gave. All right. And here's what you got to know about anything that originates from God. Anything that originates from God, an original mandate, write this down, is an eternal mandate. An original mandate is an eternal mandate. That means whatever God spoke first or originally, initially, <laughs> it never is never never going to change. 
The word of God is eternal. <laughs> All right. So make sure you write that down. And you got to know that, that this original mandate of dominion is an eternal mandate. Now that's important because uh, when God made man, all right, after this verse, sometime after this verse, we're going to see and read about the fall of man, all right? The fall, um, uh, uh, the fall, the, the, the pause in the program, if I could say it that way, all right? We, we were functioning and flowing in God's original intention for us, and then we fell, all right? And when we fell, uh, we, we got out of the will of God. We got out of the presence of God. We got away from the power of God. We got away from uh, of the protection of God. We got away from all of those things. But then fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Jesus comes on the scene and he redeems us. He buys us back. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, we used to redeem the bottles. Anybody had in New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, we could redeem the bottle for five cents. <laughs> you could take the bottle. So that means they will buy it back from you for five cents a piece. All right. So we had all these bottles of plastic bags, taking them to the grocery store and we would put them in the little machine and we would get five cents every time you brought back another can. All right. Jesus bought us back. He redeemed us. All right. So that means when Jesus redeemed us, watch this, the program resumed. <laughs> The program was back on track. The program was back in effect. That's how we used to say back in the rap day. It was back in effect. We, we were back on. We were, we were back to the original mandate that God gave us. All right. Um, uh, uh, Ella Holloway, get for me, please. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. All right. So Jesus, um, he, he dies on the cross. He paid for the sin of humanity. He redeems us. He buys us back. And then listen to what he says after he after he rises from the dead again, after he gets up from the grave. This is what he said. Matthew 20, 18. All right. You got it. Elder, you there? I thought I clicked it off. Yes, sir. All right. And Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that okay, I have good. commanded you. That's good. That's, that's good. Okay, go ahead. Finish it out. Finish it out. Finish it out. Okay. All things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. So he says, all power, all authority has been given unto me uh, in heaven and where? In the earth. Now look at the 19th verse. He says, now you go. <laughs> all right. You go, therefore, and teach all nations. This is what he said. So so he says, all authority is given to me. Now I want you to go. Go where? Go how? Go, go. What is he telling them to go do? He's telling them to go back to what he originally told them, which was have dominion. That's what he's telling them to do. You go back and you walk in dominion. All right? You walk in dominion. Now, let me, let me drop into something here. There's a theological concept um, 
Uh, there's two of them. There's one called homiletics and there's another called hermeneutics. Homiletics is the science of preaching. That's homiletics. Hermeneutic is uh, the science of interpreting scripture, interpreting the scripture. And I want to talk about homiletics more than hermeneutics. I'm sorry, hermeneutics more than homiletics. I want to talk about hermeneutics, hermeneutics more than homiletics. It's the interpretation of scripture, all right? And one of uh, one of the principles of interpretation of scripture, one of the principles is, watch me here, to use dominion as a backdrop for the basis of interpreting scripture. Why do you use dominion as a backdrop? Because it was the original mandate. Whenever you interpret scripture, you want to interpret it according to what God said first. <laughs> All right. Some call it the law of first mention. You you got you want to you want to interpret the scripture or understand the scriptures according to how God first said it. The original doctrine or the original teaching is the dominion mandate. That's what God told us to do. That's the first thing he told us to have was dominion. So whenever you interpret interpret scripture, you want to interpret it according to the original mandate. Now I'm telling you that because we're living in a day and an age, listen closely, where most things that are that are being preached and that are being taught, they're taught uh, with a, uh, what's the right word, a, a restorative, a restorative uh, 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 a vein, a restorative gene, a restorative backdrop, a restorative nature, if I can say it that way. All right. That most you hear a lot about restoration in the church. All right. And we hear about uh, restoration because of the 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 break in the program, because of the fall of man. There would be no restoration if there was no fall of man. Is, am I right about that? All right. That things that are being restored are only being restored because what was lost or what was taken or what was broken, all right? So that's why we have the principle of restoration. Uh, however, uh, we should not be interpreting scripture based on the fall of man. We should be interpreting scripture based upon the very first mandate that God gave us, which was dominion, all right? Have dominion. The, if we don't use dominion as a basis for interpreting scripture, then we're going to become religious, we're going to become technical. We're going to become, uh, 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 we will have uh, the letter of the law and no spirit of the law, if I can say it that way. All right. So you got to use the very first mandate as a backdrop when you're teaching faith, when you're teaching the principles of the word of God, when you're preaching it, teach it against the backdrop of dominion, government and control, which is what God told us to have. All right. Everybody, make sure you you understand that whenever I don't care what scripture you read it, what when you're reading that scripture, interpret it, understand it, study it against the backdrop of dominion. All right. Because God told us to have dominion first. That was his first mandate. That's his eternal mandate. And that's what he expects for his children to function and flow in is dominion. All right. Uh, now, if you go back to the original text, Genesis chapter one, verse 26, it says that um, the dominion of man um, is to have uh, after God's image 
and after God's likeness. We are to have dominion after his image and after his likeness. That means this, write this in your notes. The dominion that God tells us to have, don't miss this. The dominion he tells us to have is his dominion. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? It's not our own dominion. He's telling us to have his dominion. That's powerful right there. That is powerful right there. Because this is God's dominion that he's telling us to have. So that means what? In, in leadership, there's a term uh, uh, that we use sometimes that talks about delegating authority. God has literally delegated his dominion to us. This is delegated dominion. All right. He's given it to us. And that's powerful. Why? Because there's no dominion higher than his dominion. <laughs> there's no dominion higher than that. So he's literally sharing his dominion with us after his image, after his likeness. And he says, now you go have dominion after us. Just like we do. You have it. You go do it just like we do. All right. So it's important to know that he's allowed us to share in his expression. That the dominion is how God expresses himself. Government and control is how he expresses. And he has allowed us to share in that expression. I hope somebody feel power coming in your heart right now. Good God. You are able to share literally in the same expression of dominion that God himself has. My God, today and tomorrow. My God, that is powerful right there. My goodness, my goodness. And people of God, it's, it's important that you know that because this original doctrine, this original mandate of dominion, all right, um, there will be no rest restoration. There will be no deliverance if, if man had not fallen. Amen. So uh, uh, I, I keep saying that because of this reason. Uh, you have a lot of ministries out here that are focused on restoration and focused on deliverance and focused on those types of things that that uh, that juxtapose themselves to the fall of man, to the fall of man. But let me tell you why that's a problem. That's a problem because if man had not fallen, there will be no deliverance. If man had not fallen, there would be no restoration. So why would you build an entire ministry around the fall of man? Good God Almighty, I'm teaching good tonight. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to build an entire ministry, an entire uh, presentation based on the fall of man, because you can't get no power from that. Yes, deliverance is real. Yes, restoration is real. But you want to build a ministry based upon the original mandate. <laughs> you want to build a ministry based upon an eternal mandate, something that will never change, something that will reflect the image and likeness of God himself. My God today, I hope you're catching this, my God. So people of God, watch this. When you teach according to, to the original mandate. When you preach according to the, what's the original mandate? Have dominion. Everybody say have dominion. All right, that's the original mandate. When you teach according to that, when you preach according to that, all right, watch me here, watch me here. Deliverance and restoration 
takes place automatically. <laughs> uh, it takes place as a byproduct of walking and flowing in what he originally told us to do. All right. This, oh, God, I hope you're catching this because there's too many people in the church that are focused on demons instead of focusing on God and expressing his image through dominion. Preach best. I think I will. My God, you got to focus on the original mandate, the eternal mandate, which is to have dominion. Somebody say it. Say, I have dominion. Oh my God, I have dominion. I have dominion. A couple of weeks ago, I, I was I was watching Bishop Jakes. I was watching him preach. And uh, you know, Potter's house is a is a large church, and they got a lot of people that come in there. And uh as he was uh about to preach, you know, he he starts his sermons the same way every time he reads the text. He has everybody stand up to honor the, the reading of God's word, and uh then he prays and uh and then he goes into he says, Let's go to work. And then he goes into the sermon, right? And uh so as he was going into the sermon, uh there was a person in the back, everybody kind of got quiet to kind of hear his introduction and what he was gonna say. And there was a person in the back that was kind of like heckling him. They they were like you know, real loud, church is quiet. It was like one person just, just had all this to say about everything he was saying. And I was thinking to myself while I was watching, I was thinking to myself, why don't he stop this person? Why, why don't he send the security back there to take him out? It was clearly being a distraction. I mean, everybody could, could tell that this person was back there saying all this stuff and doing all this stuff, right? And um, I kept asking myself why he wouldn't do nothing. But then as I began to study this lesson tonight, it came super clear to me why he didn't even say, he didn't even acknowledge the person. He didn't even say anything. And it came super clear to me why he did that. The reason he did that was because he didn't need to send them out. He didn't need to get security. All he needed to do was walk in his dominion. <laughs> and as he walked in his dominion, good God, oh my, as he walked in his dominion, amen, that demon had to shut up. God of my, that devil had to be quiet. I mean, it had no other choice but to come subject to the fact that he was walking in the original mandate, which was to walk in dominion. He didn't even pay attention to the person. <laughs> I said, oh my God, that thing came super, super clear to me. Glory to God. I love it. He simply walked in his dominion and the demon had to come subject to the authority of the word of God. Oh, man, that was powerful. Uh, uh, let me tell you what demons do. Demons leave when they see dominion. <laughs> they, 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 they can't take it. They can't, they can't stand it when you function and you flow in dominion. Not only is that what Bishop Jakes did, but that's what Jesus does. Deliverance and casting out devils takes place through dominion. You know why? Because they're beneath us. The Bible tells us, write this down, Colossians chapter 3. Verse number two, it says, set your mind on things above, not on things beneath. Don't set your minds on the devils and the demons. Set your minds on things above, and they got to come subject to the authority of the word of God. My God, my God. The devils and demons love to distract us. And that's what they come to do. They come to distract us. They come to get our focus off. They come to get us uh, off of the fact that God told us to have Dominion. Somebody said again, I got dominion. I got dominion. Can, can we go a little deeper in this? Can we go a little deeper in this? All right, what time is it? Okay, good. We, we're good on time. 
All right, write this down. Uh, not only is our dominion the original mandate, not only is it an eternal mandate, write this down. Our dominion is divine. It is divine. Write that down. It's divine. It's divine. It's divine. All right. Wherever we find God's dominion, wherever we find it, you also find his word and you also find his spirit. All right. Wherever you see God's dominion, you see his word and you see his spirit. Write that down in your notes. And then uh, let's see. Let's see who we got here. Uh, we got, we got, we got Dr. Woods. Get for me, please. Isaiah chapter number 59 and verse 20. Isaiah chapter number 59 and verse number 20. All right. Uh, who else we got on here? We got Elder Charlene. Get for me, please. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verses 28 through verse 34. Matthew chapter 8, verse 28 through 34. All right, let's go to Isaiah scripture, Isaiah 59 and 20. Let's go. Isaiah 59 and 20. The Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob who repent of their sins. All right, uh, get, uh, go to night. Go, give me 19 and 20. I'm sorry. From the West, men will fear the name of the Lord. From the rising of the sun, they will revere his glory. For he will come like a pent up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. The Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob who repent of their sins. What, what translation are you reading? Um, New International, I'm getting um, the New King James also. Okay, uh, I'm gonna read it in the King James. Thank you, Doc, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. so, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The spirit of the Lord. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. And the redeemer, y'all highlight that, that word right there. The redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. Now, when you read the Old Testament, you can't read it too fast. If you read it too fast, you will miss revelation. <laughs> oh, God, you cannot read it too fast. All right. Because here we are in the Old Testament. Now, this is the Old Testament. Jesus has not come on the scene yet. But who is the only redeemer that you know? <laughs> it's Jesus. It's talking about Jesus right here. He's the only one that redeemed us. So here, so don't ever let anybody tell you that Jesus is not in the Old Testament, even though he hadn't been born yet, even though he hadn't come on the scene yet. Trust me, he's in the Old Testament. <laughs> the word of God, the Old Testament is the will of God concealed. So it's not that he didn't exist. He just hadn't come yet, but he is in the Old Testament. So when the Bible says, and the Redeemer shall come to Zion, that's talking about Jesus right there. All right, now I'll tell you why I read that scripture in just a second. I told you the divine dominion is wherever you find God's dominion, you find his word and you find his spirit. Let me hear Matthew chapter eight. Matthew chapter eight, verses 28 to 34. Matthew, 20, Matthew 8, 28 to 34. I'm reading from the New King James translation. When mm -hmm. he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gergensines, 
Mm-hmm. There, there met him two demon possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly mm-hmm. fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now, a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons mm-hmm. begged him, saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he mm-hmm. said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine. And suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. Mm-hmm. Then those who kept them fled. And they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Mm, Thank you so much for reading that. All right, so I want to pull out a few things from these two scriptures. All right. Um, When you are flowing and functioning in dominion, Devils should be scared of you. You shouldn't be scared of devils. All right. Demons should be scared of us. We shouldn't be scared of devils. And I want when I show up, I want demons uh, uh, to be scared of me. As a matter of fact, not only does the Bible says that uh, they should be scared of us. The word of God says that uh, when dominion shows up, demons are tormented. (laughs) They are literally tormented. My God. And they're scared. Because we walk in dominion. Amen. We, we should be tormenting demons, not letting demons torment us. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Devils and demons should not be tormenting people of God because we walk in dominion. Glory to God. Because we walk in dominion. We walk in dominion. We should not be letting it. Listen, you shouldn't be letting no devils and demons torment you in your dreams. Come on here. Don't be letting them torment you in your life. Don't be letting them torment you on your job. Don't be letting them torment you in your family. Amen. You stand up and you walk in the God-given dominion that he's given you and you torment them. Don't let them torment you. Amen. Right there. Glory to God. All right. So the Isaiah scripture, the context of that scripture, go back to the Isaiah scripture, is the church. And how do you know? How do I know that it's the church? I know that it's the church because it's post-resurrection. Anytime that it talks about the Redeemer, <laughs> the Redeemer is after the resurrection. We, haven't, we weren't redeemed until Jesus rose again. So that's how I know that this scripture is a reference to the church. It's a reference to the bride of Christ. It's a reference to post-resurrection, the redeemed ones. And uh, the scripture says that this is his covenant with the church, all right? It means that he'll never leave us or will he forsake us? He'll never leave us where he forsake us. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up the standard against it. And the redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. All right. So God's spirit is upon us. It's his spirit that's upon us. The spirit, when you look at that 19th verse, it says the spirit of the Lord. Y'all see that, that statement right there? The spirit of the Lord. Guess who that is? <laughs> that's the Holy Ghost. Come on, y'all. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to show you that Jesus is here and the Holy Ghost is here. 
Y'all highlight that in your in your Bible. That's the Holy Ghost right there. As a matter of fact, it should be capitalized in your Bible. If you look at your Bible, it's capitalized. That is the Holy Ghost right there. He shall lift up a standard against him. My goodness, my goodness. So God's spirit, now watch this. I got to explain this. I got to explain, got to break this down. God's spirit is upon us. It's upon us. It's upon us. The Redeemer shall come to Zion. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The, when, when God's spirit was on people in the Old Testament or upon people, that's, that's a, you'll see that scripture a lot. The spirit was upon them. All right. The spirit of the Lord is upon me as he has anointed me. When the spirit of God comes upon them in the Old Testament, it's simply that he is just upon them. He is just upon them. But when the spirit of God is upon people in the New Testament or post-resurrection or after Jesus, he's not just on them, but he's in them to overflowing. When the Holy Ghost comes after Jesus, he comes to dwell in us and he comes to fill us and overflow. That's what he comes to do. All right. So this scripture is talking about overflow. All right. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He's upon us uh, 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 as well as within us. And when we are full of the spirit of God, the first thing we start do start to do is to start speaking. We start to speak. We start to talk. All right. We start to say what the spirit is. All right. We have his word. We have his authority and we have his tongues. Do you know when you pray in tongues, you're praying God's word? You're praying the word of God. You're praying the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is the author of the Bible. And when the Holy Ghost empowers us to speak in tongues, he is speaking the word of God. <laughs> Ooh, I hope this ain't too deep for y'all tonight. All right. So you cannot take uh, the Holy Spirit out of the original mandate, which was to have dominion. You can't take the Holy Spirit away, away from that. Why? Because dominion cannot be expressed outside of the agency of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I hope you wrote that down. I'll say it again. Dominion cannot be expressed outside of the agency of the Holy Spirit. I'll prove it to you because y'all want Bible. You don't believe nothing I say. Go back to Genesis. Go back to Genesis. Go back to Genesis chapter one. Back to Genesis chapter one. Back to Genesis chapter one. Uh, look at 27. I'm, talk, I'm sorry, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Fish of the sea, fowl of the air, cattle over the earth, every creeping thing creepeth upon the earth. Look at the uh, 27th verse. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created him, male and female created he them. Look at the uh, 27th verse. Yeah, the 27th verse. It says, no, 28th verse. And God blessed them. Do y'all see that? Those first four words in 28th verse. And God blessed them. And God, y'all highlight that. Highlight that. I can't skip over that. I can't skip over that. It's a revelation of that. And God blessed them. That was the Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit right there. Amen. Because when you are blessed, guess what the word blessed means? The word blessed means empowered. 
I wish I had a Bible reader somewhere. It means empowered. Who does the empowering? The Holy Ghost does the empowering. Good God Almighty. I wish I had a person in here. It's the Holy Ghost that empowers. So right there, you saw that the Holy Spirit is involved in the original mandate to have dominion. Because he blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. I hope y'all catching this. I hope y'all catching it. This is this is so this is exciting me tonight. I, when I get start teaching the word, I start getting excited. So God empowered them to express and exercise dominion. You can't operate in dominion without the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. You gotta have them. You gotta have them if you're gonna walk in dominion. All right. We are in, in fact. That's the reason, that's the, that's the purpose of why he fills us, is so that we can walk in dominion. That's why he comes, all right? It, it's, it's, he comes so we can have authority. He comes so we can have power. I just read it for you in Matthew where he told them to go. He told them to go. He said, I want you to go walk in my power, walk in my authority. I give you power. I give you authority. All right. So it's important that we do this because God wants us to function and flow in his power and in his authority. Authority without the power of God is just is just an exercise in futility. That's all it is. All right. So the power of God is it, it backs the authority of God. When you walk in authority behind that authority is God's power because he shares his dominion with us. When you speak, when you declare, when you when you embrace the dominion that God has given to you, the power of God backs you up. Oh, my God. And it's the power of God that makes uh, authority and dominion powerful. Without the power of God, it's not powerful. But with the power of God, it's all powerful. All right. And even the demons in hell. Did you read? Did, let's go back to the scripture that Elder Charlene read. Matthew chapter eight. Everybody turn back to Matthew eight. Okay. Matthew chapter eight. Even the demons that now, now go to verse, uh, I think I had to start at verse 28, right? And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. Now watch what happens. These men are coming out of the tombs and they wilding out. I mean, they wilding out so bad. The demons are cutting up so bad that nobody can even pass by these people. They can't even walk by these two people because the demons are acting up so bad. But watch what happens. And behold, when they saw Jesus, they cried out saying, what have we to do with, G with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Jesus didn't even say nothing. He didn't even do nothing. He just showed up in dominion. <laughs> And all of a sudden, these demons recognize the power and the authority that he has. I'm trying to tell you tonight, you got access to that same power and authority. Oh, listen, when you show up with that power and authority, you ain't got to say nothing. The devils know who has the power and who has the authority and who don't. Jesus didn't say nothing to these devils. Nobody else could walk by these guys. But then Jesus just shows up and they automatically start submitting to him because he has dominion. He shows up in dominion, all right? And, uh, and, and when you say 
good God, I'm trying not to get excited. When you say the name of Jesus, oh my God, that name gives you access to the power and the authority that God himself has. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> they cried out to Jesus, thou son of God, art thou come hither? I told you, look at that word, there it is, to torment us before our time. <laughs> Demons can be tormented when you walk in authority. Oh my God, I'm getting excited. When you walk in authority, demons can be tormented. Jesus didn't even say nothing. And they were afraid that he was going to torment them because he had dominion. Good God almighty. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, when you say Jesus in the realm of the spirit, things shift. You better hear me tonight. In the realm of the spirit, things happen. When you call on that name, there is no name more powerful than the name of Jesus. There's the, his name is above all names. He's worthy of all praise and mighty are the works of his hands. My God, that proclamation of that name accesses the power of heaven. Oh, my God. And people of God, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, you do that so you can maximize your expression of dominion. Somebody say, I have dominion. Come on, say, I have it with some authority. Say, I have dominion. I have dominion. I have dominion. I have dominion. All right. I can't get stuck there. I can't get stuck there. But I, I need you to see how Jesus didn't even say nothing. All he did was show up. <laughs> All he did was show up and they automatically knew who he was. They instantly knew he was Jesus, the son of God. All right. Uh, uh, I, I want to break down the rest of that scripture, but my time is leaving away from me. Let's turn to Zechariah chapter four, everybody. Zechariah chapter number four. All right. Zechariah chapter number four. Hallelujah. And I want to go to verse number six. And verse number six says this. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. All right. Now, this, this is a reference. Uh, 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 Zechariah is prophesying. This is a reference to human might and human power. When he says not by might, not by power, he's not talking about God's power right here. He's not talking about a God's might. He's talking about our might, human might, human power. All right. So what am I trying to tell you by, by giving you this verse right here? I'm trying to tell you that uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will, how, how, do I, how do I say this? I want you to understand what I'm saying. If you, if you if you operate in the human spirit, in the human might, and not by his might and his power and his spirit, then you will be embarrassed when you try to walk in dominion if you walk in working by your own spirit. It's only when you walk in his spirit and his might and his power that you won't be embarrassed when it comes to having dominion. There are some people that try to walk in dominion but they try to do it by their own spirit. They try to do it by their own might <laughs> and not by his might, not in the power of his might, not in the power of his strength. 
You can't walk in dominion in your own power, in my own power. You, can, you can't walk in dominion in your own might, in my own might. You got to walk in it in his might. All right. One of the one of the signs of a false prophet is that they always point to themselves. They always they always point to their own might and their own uh, their own ability, their own ability. They, they point to themselves. And in addition to that, they love titles. False prophets love titles. They love to be called prophetess and, and, and bishop and, and potentate and all that. They love to be called those things. They love that because it highlights them. It highlights them. All right. So uh, it, it really doesn't matter. And, and, and they focus also on this. They focus on the manifestation of, uh, of what takes place in the spirit realm. They focus on the manifestation of it, all right? Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because the manifestation is not as important as then, it's not more important than the instructions that God gives, all right? When God gives instructions, you do what he says do. Don't focus on the manifestation more than you focus on the instructions. That's important. That's important because false prophets want you to see the manifestation. They want you to see that something happened as a result of what they said. That's important. That's important. That's important. And the scripture says, try the spirits by the spirits. Because there are many false prophets in the world. Let me give you, let me give you some scripture on this. I feel like I'm taking y'all too fast. Some of y'all looking at me like a deer in headlights right now. Let me slow down a little bit. Let me slow down a little bit. Oh God. All right. If you point people to you, if you're pointing people to you when you prophesy, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. All right. Um, first John chapter four. Let's turn there. First John chapter four. Oh Lord. <clears throat> First John chapter four, first John chapter four. All right, let's go to verse number one to three. It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Every spirit is not from God, y'all. <laughs> try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Do y'all see that in your Bible? Many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby, or this is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is God. That's how you know. Verse number three. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. It's already in the world now. It's already in the world now. All right, so um, let's go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23, everybody turn it. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse number 13. Jeremiah 23 and verse number 13. 
And this is what the scripture says. Hallelujah. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people Israel to err. <laughs> Do you see that? It caused my people. They prophesied in Baal and they caused my people to err. When you prophesy by the spirit of Baal, that's a false spirit. That's a off spirit. That's a that's an idle spirit. You prophesize by that. You cause people to err. Every prophecy is not by the spirit of God. Let me tell you what prophecy is. Write this down in your notes. Here's what prophecy is. Prophecy is simply this. It's an inspired utterance. That's all it is. It's an inspired utterance. Now, you can speak an inspired utterance just by having a drink, a stiff drink. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Every inspired utterance is not necessarily from God. Come on here. It is important that you try the spirits by the spirits. And this is why as believers, we need discernment. All right, we need discernment. Because you know, there's too many people who are deceived by the spectacular. They're, 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 they're deceived by the whoo, by the magic, the boo. They, they want the spectacular. They want to see, they want to see uh, 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 fancy demonstrations of the power of God. That's what the sons of Sceva were trying to do. They were trying to do what they saw Paul and them doing. They were trying to heal people and deliver people, but they were trying to do it by the wrong spirit. And that's why the, the devil spoke up and said, now we know Paul, we know the dominion he got. We know Jesus, we know the dominion he got, but we don't know y'all. We do not know who y'all are. You are not functioning by the dominion and the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, so people of God, we need the original, authentic, supernatural power of God, not, not the spectacular, all right? Uh, there's one scripture in the Bible that talks about how um, they were looking for God in the fire. He wasn't in the fire. They were looking for him in the wind. He, they looked for him in the mountain. He wasn't in any of that. He was just in the still small, in the still small voice. That's where he showed up. All right. So um, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not people that are in our way from getting to the dominion. It's our ignorance that's in our way. We don't know. The Bible says we perish for a lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter four. All right. We got to have knowledge so that we can know what it is that is before us. Use the Holy Spirit. Don't use your spirit. Don't use the spirit of your mama. Don't use the spirit of nobody except the Holy Ghost. Use his spirit to know the difference. Glory to God. Amen. I, I have seen this so many times. So many times. Uh, prophecy come forth in a public way. And let me tell you this. Whenever you see a prophet prophesying if a prophet starts putting a person out there on front street, they're not operating by the spirit of God. No, they're not. If a prophet has to tell you all your past sins in a public way, that is not the spirit of God. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, um, he's a new creature. Old things, come on here, <laughs> are passed away and all things are made new. You don't have to put my sins on front street in order for us to know that you are a real prophet. Somebody say amen right there. Glory to the name of God. All right, so that's important, people of God. Um, 
here's a here's another thing. Here's another thing. You got to be careful of this. You got to be careful. And the Holy Ghost had to had to teach me this. When a prophet is operating, I don't know how I got off into this prophecy thing, but it's important that you know these things. When a prophet is operating, there should be only so many questions that they have to ask. You can't ask a demon a bunch of questions. You know why? Because demons are liars. <laughs> you if a per, you try to get somebody delivered, you try to get somebody away from something, a demonic hole, you can't ask a demon a bunch of questions because they're not going to tell you the truth. My God today, that's that's for somebody. My God. So people, God, don't let anybody who is not operating in the Holy Spirit intimidate you. Don't let them don't let them do it. Demons are good for that. They want to intimidate you. They want to stare you down. They want to look you in your eyes and make you look away. Uh-uh. You look them straight in their face. You look them dead in the eye and tell them, I'm operating by the spirit of God. It's like Elijah told his servant. He said, Lord, take the scales off his eyes. Let him see that there's more with us than there are with them. Because we operate, we flowing in dominion over here. <laughs> and when God took the scales, all he could see was chariots of fire everywhere. And he said, oh, my God, we got the angel armies with us. So I want you to understand that you flow and you function in dominion. All right. Let me prove this a little bit further. My time is getting away real fast. Go to Luke chapter four, everybody. Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. Real quick. Hallelujah. Luke chapter four, verse number 14 is what I want. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about any return in the power of the spirit. That word spirit should be capitalized because it's speaking about the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. The Bible says he was led into the wilderness. If you, if you go back to verse number one of that same chapter, it says Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led into the spirit. I'm sorry, led by the spirit into the wilderness, led by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. He took them into the wilderness and he took them in there, in there to be tested. All right. Now, why would the Holy Ghost take Jesus into the wilderness? Why would he do that? So glad you asked me that question. He took him into the wilderness so that he could learn some things and so that he could master some things. He could learn, write that down. He could learn some things. He could master some things. All right. Why are you telling me that, Bishop? I'm telling you that because dominion is expressed, hear me good, in a personal space before it is expressed in a public space. <laughs> Jesus had to learn how to express his dominion when nobody was around before he could express his dominion while everybody was around. Are y'all catching that? So he had to go into the wilderness to learn and master some things. Oh my God. If you don't learn how to master this in private, the enemy will embarrass you in public. I'm talking right. Good God Almighty. 
Hear me good. You got to learn how to master your dominion in your private spaces. And that's exactly what happened here with Jesus. He had to learn how to master dominion in the private space. And when it got down to that fourth, fourth, 14th verse, it says he returned in the power of the spirit. He returned in the power of the spirit. I love that right there. And why did he return in the power of the spirit? So he could have dominion publicly. Oh, my God. My God, the me. All right. The power of the spirit. Y'all highlight, circle, highlight, asterisk, underscore, uh, uh, make that word spirit jump out in your Bible because it's talking about Holy Spirit. All right. Now, at some point uh, during this dominion lesson, I guess I'll teach. Uh, it's kind of coming up in my spirit. There's, there's seven, there's seven manifestations of the spirit of the gift of the spirit. I'll, I'll give you the, the, the scriptures and you can write them down and read them and I'll teach it. I'll teach it at some point. Uh, write down Isaiah chapter 11, verses two through four. Isaiah chapter 11, verses two through four. Also write down Proverbs eight, verses 12 through 15. Proverbs eight, verses 12 through 15. All right, the seven anointings of the Holy Spirit. Seven expressions of the Holy Spirit, God's character, God's personality, God's nature. There are seven of them. He, Holy Spirit expresses his ways, all right? It combines the seven spirits of God, if you will. They are weeping, sor sorrow and travail. That's the first one. Wisdom is the second one. Uh, worship and reverence is the third one. Compassion is the fourth one. Joy is the fifth one. Burning and judgmental zeal is the sixth one. And power is the seventh one. I'll teach on that at some point. I'll teach on that at some point. All right. So uh, he returned in the power of the spirit so that he could have dominion. All right. That's why you see him weeping and crying at the tomb of Lazarus. Come on, somebody. Because he was operating in the anointing of the spirit. You didn't know his tears were anointed? <laughs> when G that short little verse, John 11, 30, 35, Jesus wept. That was the anointing. That was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so y'all, you know that the wisdom that he operated in the worship and the reverence that he operated, the time has come. And now is when the true worshiper shall worship in the spirit. That was the Holy Ghost. My God, the compassion that he was moved with compassion. How many times did we read that in the scripture? That's the Holy Ghost. The joy that he had, but for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh my God. The burning, the judgment, the zeal that he had. Amen. The power that he walked in. All of that is the Holy Ghost. All of it is Holy Ghost. All right. I don't, my time is gone. Ah! Luke chapter four. Y'all stay right there. Go to verse 28. Go to verse 28. Luke chapter four. Verse 28. Verse 28. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. And they rose up and thrust him out the city and led him unto the brow of the hill, whereupon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. <laughs> I like this scripture right here. My God. Because uh, 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 he... he he, he got up and he functioned and he flowed in the 
spirit of the Lord. That, that's their term again, the spirit of the Lord. That's dominion. He flowed in the spirit of the Lord. Uh, according to uh, uh, Luke chapter four and verse number 28. Yeah, if you read the whole time, I don't have time to read the whole things. Uh, but the emphasis, as they heard these things about God's grace to these two Gentiles, the people in the synagogue were filled with rage. So if you look a little bit, a couple verses before that, you see red words. And when you see red words, you know that Jesus is teaching. He's flowing and he's functioning in the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. He's teaching by the Holy Spirit. All right. Now he's teaching by the Holy Spirit. Uh, he was ready for dominion. When he came out of the wilderness, he began to flow and teach by the Holy Spirit. And when he started teaching by the Holy Spirit, uh, there was people who started getting upset so much so that they wanted to take him to the, the edge of the city and throw him down the hill. That's what the scripture said. They want to throw him down the hill. All right. So uh, I want you to know this. I want you to know this. Write this down. I'm going to try to land this plane in the next four or five minutes. Write this down. When you start walking in dominion, somebody's going to get mad. Good God Almighty. Somebody's going to be upset at you because they are operating in the spirit of religiosity and you are operating in the spirit of dominion. They're going to get upset with you. I'm telling you now. They're going to be jealous of you. I'm telling you now. They're going to look at you and say, huh, who they think they are. Amen. Because you walk it in the spirit of dominion. My goodness, my goodness. So people of God, when you walk in dominion, uh, somebody's going to get upset. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I got to land this plane. I got I to gotta cut to the field here. Um, Philippians 4.13, what does that say? What does Philippians 4.13 say? I can do all things through who? Through Christ that gives me the strength. Who is the Christ? Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is his anointing. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. It's the power of God. You can do all things. When you walk in dominion, you can be healed, my God, as a byproduct of walking in dominion. You can be delivered by, as a byproduct of walking in dominion. You can, be, you can be set free as a byproduct of walking in dominion. You can, you can have whatever you need as a byproduct of walking in dominion. All you got to do is walk in dominion. I hope somebody's catching this tonight. Walk in dominion, walk in dominion. And the Bible says, they took him to the edge of the city. Go back again. They took him to the edge of the city, the brow of the hill where the city was built that they might cast him down headlong. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. When you're walking in dominion, no matter what people do to you, you will pass right through. Them. <laughs> they literally took him to this edge of the city to throw him down. How did he get away from them? Because he was walking in dominion. He passed right through them <laughs> as they were oh my god is this blessing to anybody besides myself my god he walked right through and watch this people of god it wasn't the teaching it wasn't the teaching it was the dominion behind the teaching it was the power behind the teaching it's not the parable it's not the words it's what it's the power behind the word it's who's behind the word 
that makes all the difference. When you speak the word of God, all of heaven's power backs up his word. <laughs> oh my God, when you speak his word, everything that heaven is powerful enough to do backs you up when you declare the word of God. And they were astonished, the Bible says, because his teaching was with authority. My God, my God. Y'all, keep on reading, keep on reading. I need you to see it for yourself. Verse 31 of Luke chapter four. But he passing through, verse 30, but he passing through the midst of them went his way. And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he taught them on Sabbath days. Look at 32. And they were astonished at his doctrine. That's his teaching. They were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. There it is. <laughs> his word was with authority. His word was with dominion. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is this downloading your heart? Is this downloading your heart? I, I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope it is. All right. Um, the man in the scriptures, he knew the difference between this teacher and the other teachers. There were some demons that were present at this time. And he knew the difference between Jesus and the other teachers because Jesus had dominion. He, fu he functioned and he flowed with dominion. So people of God, it is important that you write this down. Write this down, write this down, all capital letters. Write this down. Dominion is my portion. Write that down, write that down, write that down. Matter of fact, don't just write it down. Shout it out in your house, in your space, wherever you are. Come on, I mean, scream it till you startle somebody. Dominion is my portion. Good God Almighty. You won't have to say much. The authority of God will show up behind you. It'll show up in you. <laughs> It'll show up in you. It'll show up in you. It'll show up in you. Ooh, wee, 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 wee. All right. Uh, let me give, can I give you one last scripture? It's 7, 750. And I want to end on time like I promised. I want to end on time like I promised. Um, mm, go to, go to, go to, go to. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Go to Acts chapter 19. Let's, let's, let's pull out some of the ski, but let's do that. We'll end it there. Acts chapter 19. Verse number 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the, unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. See, they, they don't have a relationship with God for themselves. They're trying to preach by Paul's God. <laughs> we adjure you, we adjure you, we adjure you by uh, Jesus, whom Paul preaches. That ain't, that's no dominion, that ain't no authority right there. Verse 14, and there were seven sons of, of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was, was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them, many of them 
uh, also which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. They counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed and prevailed and prevailed. All right. All right. So um, when Jesus functioned and flowed, the other scripture that I read for you, when he told that demon to come out, when he told that demon to come out of that man, the one that Elder Charlene read, all right, Jesus told the demon to come out. And when he told the demon to come out, similar to uh, what happened in this text, notice what's happening here. Parallel these two texts. Jesus functions, Paul functions by dominion, and they speak according to the dominion, all right? What happens after they speak according to the dominion? After they speak to the people with the demons, there is a manifestation. <laughs> when Jesus spoke to the man and told the, told the demons to come out of the man, it started to convulse the man. They started to fall on the ground and convulse and foam at the mouth and all kinds of stuff. All right. That's what happened. And you know why that happened? Because demons like to perform. Good God Almighty. They like to perform. And do you know why they like to perform? Demons like to perform to get your focus off of the instructions. <laughs> oh my God, help me, Jesus. So it's important that when you flow and function by dominion, that you stay focused on the instructions and not the manifestations of the demons. God Almighty. If God has given you dominion to decree and declare some things in your family, don't focus on what's manifesting. Focus on what he said. God, help me here. Woo. Focus on what he told you. Focus on what the word said. The demons convulse to get the people's focus off of the word. Oh, my God. And I'm here to tell you that manifestation is not more important than the instructions. Oh, God, I got to stop it right there because it's 755. It's 7.55. Oh, my God. Demons like to entertain. And when they see that you're being entertained, guess what they do? They perform more. <laughs> they show out more because they see that you're being entertained. They see that you're focused on them. You know, it's almost like a little kid that you pay attention to them when they're being silly. So they start acting more silly. That's what demons do. When they see you like, oh, yeah. and they, especially when they see you scared of them, when they see you scared of them, oh, they're really going to show out then. <laughs> they're really going to show, they're really going to show their face then. They're going to get ugly then, show their hole behind then. But when you, when you stand up and you walk and you flow in dominion, oh, they know. <laughs> they know exactly when those when those guys those two guys came out the tomb and they were ah, and they were scaring everybody nobody could walk past them as soon as jesus showed up they came to order just like that because he had the dominion he flowed and he functioned in dominion all right so people of god don't be afraid don't walk in fear because fear will short circuit your expression of dominion i gotta stop i gotta stop I gotta stop it will short circuit your function of dominion. All right. I'm going to stop right there. I'm done. I'm done. I got four minutes. 
I got four minutes. I got four minutes. I got four minutes. Let me take one question. If there's one question, I'll take it. And then the giving portals are coming up while I'm taking this um, question. People of God, let's take care of God's house tonight. I thank you for listening to me. I normally don't go this long, but this, this message of dominion is, is like fire in my heart. I need it to get into your spirit tonight because God wants us to flow by his original mandate. One question. Is there a question tonight? Who has a question? Who has a question? One question. Glory to God. One question. One question. No questions. Nobody got a question. No questions. No questions. Go on once, go on twice. All right. All right. If there's no questions, uh, Elder Charlene, really quickly, give us our, our announcements if you have, or Elder Holloway. Who has announcements? I'm sorry. I don't even know. Who has the announcements today? Give them to us real quick. I can talk about the pastoral aid and Elder Holloway can do the announcements if she All right. has them. Very quickly. Very quickly. On behalf of the Pastoral Aid Ministry, we are asking all members, all well-wishers, all friends, all partners, all families to bless our bishop each week of October with a $40 love offering or one-time gift of $200. This is above our tithes and offerings, and we ask that you show up in a mighty way. Your attendance means a lot. We ask that you, we, don't, we, we only give bishop a gift maybe twice a year. And we ask that you help us honor our bishop and our pastor. We cannot pay him for all he does for us and the kingdom. And we thank you in advance for your giving. As Bishop says, the giving portals are up now. You can go right now and give. Amen. Elder, you want me to do the rest? Um, I can do it. We just have the, the one um, uh, other than what you said about the pastoral. Uh, we are asking uh, for ushers and greeters. We are in immediate need. If you have the gift of hospitality, we need you to sign up to be a gatekeeper in God's house today. The hospitality ministry needs you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We have one minute. Now, let me say this. Let me say this, people of God, because I have noticed a pattern with those that are at the Voice Church, connected to the Voice Church. Um, you guys... Um, I, I can watch, I can watch where we are uh, based upon the giving that comes in through to, to and through the church. Now, when we have special times of giving, all right, especially for pastor appreciation and things, different things that we do, the parking lot project, whatever it might be. All right. I don't want you to take from what our normal obligation is and just take it from this side and move it to this side. I don't want y'all to do that. Do not take from God's tithe and then move it over to the past appreciation column. Do not do that. Don't, don't curse me like that. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. Because we have a project. All, most of y'all, all you do is take what was, was over here, which you're supposed to do regularly, and you move it over here. And then you neglect what you're supposed to normally do. Come on here. I'm talking right. My God. Amen. I want you to continue to do what you're supposed to do. Amen. Don't don't take from what God has earmarked to try to be a blessing to me or to try to be a blessing to whatever project we may have going on. You honor God first. You honor God first. And if you're not able to do anything above that, then you just say I'm not able to do it. But you you don't take from what goes to God and try to bless me. I, I don't want anything cursed. Come on here. 
I don't want anything that's cursed. You do what's right by God first. Don't take from what you're supposed to do over here and then put it over here and then neglect what you're supposed to do over here. Somebody put an amen in the chat or say amen or something. Amen. <laughs> amen. All right. All right. So come on, people of God. Let's amen. stay true to what we're supposed to do. The project, the blessing the past or whatever we do, that's over and above what we're supposed to do. All right. And we do it one time a year. This is the first time, y'all, we're doing it the whole month. We've never done this before. We've never done this before. And, and honestly, the assessments uh, for the one day celebration have been more than they are for the whole month. So I don't want to hear nobody talking about this is all about money. This ain't about money. This is about celebrating the different aspects of who God has called me to be. And this coming Sunday, we're going to have Pastor Sherry Lynn. She is very funny. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy this. So make sure you're in the house to help me celebrate what God has done for 15 years of faithfulness. Lord, we give you praise and glory. Bless the people as we go. And thank you for this awesome impartation of understanding that we have your dominion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed night, guys. I'm one minute amen. over. Sorry. Amen. amen. <laughs> Blessings, everybody. Amen. Have a blessed night. Have a blessed Powerful, night. Powerful, Bishop. Powerful. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome word, Bishop. God bless you.